morning and welcome everybody to this, the latest episode of the LIBF Mortgage Podcast Series. My name is Gordon Reid, Business Development Manager here at the London Institute of Banking and Finance, and I'm delighted to be joined this morning by Adam Tyler, the Executive Chairman of the Financial Intermediary and Brokers Association, FIBA, and Vic Janels, the Chief Executive Officer of the Association of Short-Term Lenders. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's really great to have you uh, join me again. Uh, it's a few months since we've spoken, I think. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. Yeah, it's great to be back. Um, it's really, really nice to, to be on another podcast with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Great to have you. And Vic? the same comes from me. It's, um, it's a good opportunity to see where we are and um, looking forward to it. Good, good. So for the listeners today, what we're going to be talking about is uh, we're really here to talk about a training program, the Certified Practitioner in Specialist Property Finance that the LIBF, the ASTL and FIBA have been developing together over the last, well, it seems quite a long time, but it's probably over the last 12 to 15 months. And we're now at the stage where the program has recently launched, probably about a month ago, uh, it's been a fantastic early success story. We have nearly 200 learners registered for the uh, program already. And I thought now would be a great time to bring the uh, gents back uh, to talk to us today about what this, quali- what, this, what this learning program is all about and why people should be considering it. So, uh, yeah, really good start. Um, but I thought... Let's assume that some people haven't listened to the previous episode uh, where we've talked about this uh, and just throw in a question for you both to begin with. You know, so what is this CPS training program and, and why have we launched it now? So I don't know whether Vic, do you want to pick up on that one first? Yeah, I'd be more than happy to do that. I think we really go back to basics here. And that is that um, we believed and I understand that. Uh, prior to my time at the ASTL, and certainly uh, I know in Adam's history, there's been um, a long-term view that an education program for this particular specialist sector of the market has been overdue. And um, Adam and I put our heads together the best part of two and a half, three years ago, and decided the importance of it for the benefit of the consumer to ensure that people have maybe a wider knowledge of what short-term lending, specialist lending is all about. And therefore, uh, the design and the implementation and the work that has been conducted over the last two years or so has led us to where we are now, which um, will give an accreditation to those people who are um, prepared to take the time to study and then take the paper um, because it's beneficial for them when they're talking to their clients to be able to demonstrate that they have a working knowledge and up-to-date brief of what the market is about and how it can benefit the consumer. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Vic. I'm saying exactly, Vic. And, and I'm glad you said that about the two and a half years because that's how long it's been, Gordon. It's um, wow. It, it, it's been a long, long time. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know exactly when Vic and I spoke, and I can remember when you and I first spoke about this yeah. and where we spoke about it. So it, it's been a long time coming. And just to fill in a few little gaps on the, on the history there, we did have um, a certificate in commercial mortgages back in the, the mid-2000s, um, which unfortunately didn't didn't get the take-up it needed to. It was a modular CMAP. It, it's focused purely on commercial mortgages. And then 
probably about eight years ago, we, we wanted to look um, at the, with the ASTL uh, at a qualification for the bridging industry. And at the time, we couldn't really get the support we needed. And, and it just so happens that we have, there's a great meeting of, I say, minds. Hey, Vic, you and I, a great meeting of minds two and a half years ago. But at the same time, we were getting pressure from our lender community and our broker community to say, we need something. The industry needs something. And, uh, you know, and, and in a perfect storm, we then met up the NIBF at a different event, had the same discussion, and, and that's how we've, we've come to where we are today. And perhaps, you know, as we go through this conversation, we're filling a lot of the reasons that's driven that and how we've been so successful in bringing this actually to market this time in 2023. Mm. Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, I'm just picking up on something uh, I think you both mentioned there. You, you, you both mentioned the consumer. So what do you think the impact of this learning program is on the consumer? And, and the consumer, with consumer duty due to uh, take effect from 31st of July 2023, it's really in focus at the moment. So I'm just wondering, you know, how is this going to help the consumer? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to pick up on that first, if I may. Um, the whole thrust of this from day one has been how can we make the journey better, um, more viable, more uh, obvious and create a, a better level of understanding for the person who's actually going to be paying the money at the end of the day, and that is the consumer. The history of bridging, I think we would all agree, has not been good. Uh, if we go back 5, 10, 15 years, Bridging was often seen as the absolute last resort. It was expensive. And I think the general perception in the market was that in some cases, not all, but in some cases, it may have been sold by people to the consumer for the wrong reason. And the wrong reason is normally associated with income. Um, the bridging world, the short-term lending market has advanced dramatically. It's become far more professional. Um, and this is way in advance of consumer duty. Lenders have accepted the responsibility that they have to the consumer, yet there was not the standard set, although, as Adam has suggested, it has been attempted previously. The standards weren't yet set where those people giving advice to the consumer may have a rounded, complete knowledge of the market. So the bottom line was to try and ensure that the one guy or girl who pays our salaries, the one person who actually borrows money um, to give us all employment is given the absolute best service, uh, professionalism um, and outcome that they deserve. And that does, you're quite right, Gordon, that falls very much in line with fair value um, mm -hmm. and what consumer duty is looking to uh, achieve. Yeah. And what's happened also in the industry over the last 15, 20 years is that we've seen, first of all, we've seen a number of new lenders come into the market. Those new lenders have come in and, and they're doing an excellent job in providing products, um, loans that, that previously weren't, weren't available, very difficult to find. And those lenders have grown from, from very small acorns to ones that have books that run into loan books that run into the, into the billions now. So, of course, they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing for their customers. And alongside that, we've seen the growth in the um, intermediary market, the broker market. More and more people coming in from the fully regulated side and asking the question about, well, how can we learn more about specialist property finance? Where do we go to get more information so we can do our job correctly? And, 
and that resource wasn't available. It just wasn't out there. So that was a, another driver. And all those things add into a better consumer outcome, which obviously is the, is the role of the consumer duty that's been implemented next month. So what we're actually doing here on the specialist property finance side is giving both the lender community and the greater and the broker community uh, more and more tools so they can ensure that there is a better customer outcome. They've got an educational program now that we've put in place. And, and I will quote now the, the words that I like to use, that it's been written for the industry, uh, you know, been written for the industry, by the industry. And really, it's, you know, at the end of it all, the customers can be the one that's going to benefit. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Adam, I will come back on that point a little bit later and talk a little bit more about the program itself or get you to talk a little bit more about the program. But I want to link back to, to some of the other things we've just been talking about first there. So so the program, we've talked very much there about lenders. Uh, overall, who is the program aimed at and who will get the, the real benefits from it? Is it purely brokers and lenders or is it a broader community? What, what's our thinking about that? I'll, I'll start perhaps on this one. one. One of the aims in the very beginning was to actually provide something that um, was applicable both to lenders and brokers, but it was also mm -hmm. wanted it to be applicable to those that had experience in the industry as well as those that were starting out new. And one mm -hmm. of the other questions we were asked very early on could somebody who wasn't involved in the industry, i.e. somebody who worked in Marks and Spencers, also be able to take it? And the big answer to that was yes, of course it was. Mm -hmm. So yep. probably the answer to your question, Gordon, is yes, it applies to everybody. And, and, and I'm fresh out of a meeting with um, some, a group of brokers that um, the principals are late 50s, early 60s. They okay. have a young team in the office as well. And their exact words were, Adam, talk to me about the CPSP. I've seen a bit about it in the press. I talked about it. And do you know what they said? They said to me, Adam, I think we should set an example by us taking it first. And these are hard-nosed guys who have been in commercial finance for 30-odd years. They want to take it to set an example so the younger staff and their staff should also come in and Fantastic. take it. So Fantastic. the answer to your question is it's aimed at everybody. And I think it's gonna, the way this is going to be successful is going to be led by those of us that that have experience that are saying, well, well, you know, we're doing it. We also think you you should also do it as well. And and that's not the first time that's happened. That's happened on numerous occasions in the last few weeks. Brilliant. And, and Vic, I know, I know we've been talking in the last few days uh, about uh, people are described as working in more uh, the peripheral areas of, of of mm -hmm. specialist property finance. I don't know whether you just want to talk to the listeners about some of the other conversations or some of the other people you've been having conversations with who you might not automatically think this program is aimed at. Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. And thank you for, for raising it. We received, um, when the program was finally launched uh, a few weeks ago, um, one of the first people who contacted me was the partner of a large firm of solicitors where they have a huge conveyancing department. Um, they look after customers, but they also look after lenders as well. And one of the things that um, he said to me was, congratulations in the first instance, but more importantly, does this allow me to get my junior conveyancing and perhaps some of the not so junior conveyances to also take this program because it's invaluable 
where they're involved in a short-term lending program or a specialist lending program, that they understand the nuances which are not similar in a straightforward house-to-house -house purchase. Um, and he and I have had several conversations since that time. And indeed, I was hoping that I might be able to get him on the podcast today, uh, but holidays intervened. That's outrageous. Equally, uh, yeah, equally um, I was also approached very early in the process, uh, perhaps a year or so ago, um, by a company who provide title indemnity insurance. And the idea of the approach at that point was that when the underwriters for the insurer is looking at a project which uh, affects short-term lending, do they understand enough about the marketplace um, to make sure that they've got a, a clean sheet uh, in order to put their necessary ticks against? Um, and that, of course, is equally as important to make sure that we get it right there for the borrower um, as it is in the actual sale of the product itself. So it's a much wider remit, I think, and a wider range of people that this project will actually suit um, as we move forward. Yeah. And actually, that makes an interesting link. And Adam, I'm just going to come back to you on this one. Um, so what about those who purely work in the residential mortgage market so so again i appreciate possibly quite a lot of our listeners might be people might be uh brokers might be lenders who purely work in the residential market so why might this program be of interest to them as well or to you i'll well, just come come back to to one of the comments i made earlier on and having um set up and run fever for the last five years one of the one of the huge changes i've seen over that period of time is the number of residential mortgage brokers wanted to become involved in specialist property finance, which is great because obviously you're bringing a lot of the regulated activities into an unregulated world and, and adding a lot to it. So it's great for the industry. It's also bringing a lot of younger people into the industry as well, which, which gives us succession planning. You know, a lot of the lenders, well, all the lenders really are built on the intermediary market and they need that younger element to come through. So what I found is is that the, the residential mortgage brokers, the principals are asking the question, hey, Adam, we've got these new people coming in. How can they learn about specialist property finance? What resources have you got? And, and in the past, I've been saying, well, if they go work with a bridging lender, then the BDMs there can help them out and guide them through the first couple of deals, which is great. But they need to understand the exit. They need to understand how a commercial mortgage will slot in as an exit, how, how specialist buy-to-let works alongside their own residential knowledge. And what we're doing then is giving them a real great overview of the whole of the specialist property finance lending space, not just short-term, not just development finance, even though that forms the main bulk of the initial learning, but also the exits, the reasons and the understanding of how they can actually move on from a short-term loan to another product. And, and alongside it, we're also talking about the nuances of our consumer credit regulation that affects this part of the market and how it sits alongside the main regulation or the full first charge regulation market that they actually already working. So it's a huge benefit to the residential mm. mortgage brokers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think the other thing, and I just want to link back to, to the point we were making all, earlier about consumer duty, is that even if you as a residential mortgage broker are not looking to expand and actively give advice within the specialist property finance sector, you have a duty 
you have an obligation, you have a, you know, it made very, very clear under consumer duty, you mustn't do anything that could be detrimental to your customers. And if you don't know about some of the options that are out there, some of the, the non-regulated, some of the options around things like buy-to-let bridging, et cetera, et cetera, you might be missing an opportunity to do the right thing for your customer, even if that does mean referring to somebody else who works within that specialist lending sector. So I think it's, you know, it isn't purely because I'm thinking about I'm going to start broadening this. It's about making sure that you absolutely know as much as possible about the industry, the overall mortgage industry that you work within. It's a little bit like similar to, to you know, you have to understand enough to when to uh, when to refer somebody to an independent financial advisor. It's the same thing. When do I need to refer somebody to a specialist uh, working in that sector? So that's the only point I would make on that. Um, so I'm, I'm conscious we, we've we've over the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, we've sort of given lots of plaudits and said, you know, these are all the reasons, this is who it's aimed at, this is why you should consider the programme, about the programme itself. So Adam, I'm conscious you've been very, very heavily involved, particularly in the in the creation, the design. Um, so I'm going to throw this question at you first of all. How would you actually describe the programme? You know, what is it we've got out there that we're saying to people, oh, come and look at this, come and do this? You know, what is CPSP? Well, I'm, I'm just sitting about to go and talk to a group of... Um younger brokers, let, let's say, that are involved in commercial finance. And, and the way that I'm actually going to put it to them is that this is a program that's, that talks about the practicalities. It get, lets them understand how to put a deal together and how to recognize when they should be dealing with short-term finance and, and what's a development loan. How does that sit alongside um, a buy-to-let? What's the differences between all these different types of loans? But it does it from a practical perspective. There's nothing in this program that actually that they will read that they don't need to know. I think that's one of the key things to remember with this. Everything that's gone into it is of, is of vital importance for them to do their job or, un, or to understand their market. And it begins with corporate structures and talks about the difference between the different types of, of lender that we may expect in this, in this market to go all the way through to how to put together a complicated deal and how to recognize the difference between um, ground up development or heavy refurb development and also what the exits look like. How can we get out of this short term loan? You know, does it need to go on to a commercial term? Does it, does this become a, a buy to let? What does an HMO look like? Where, what kind of regulation do we need to understand that? What's the different tax implications of using these things? All the relevant knowledge you would need when you actually really read talking to the customer and making sure they get the best advice. Fantastic, fantastic. Can, so, I, can so, I just add, yeah, can I, I just add to that? Do. Because do, I think the points Adam um, has made there are absolutely 100% correct. I'd just like to add that by gaining this knowledge, taking this accreditation makes the advisor, even though they're not ultimately going to deal with the particular transaction, they may well uh, be going to pass it on to somebody who specializes in that area. It will make them feel more comfortable in their shoes, if you like, having a little bit of knowledge and understanding um, before they explain the need to pass on to somebody who is specifically qualified in the area. There's also the point, I think, that the, um, the major players in the marketplace, perhaps networks, for example, 
at the moment, and I know we've covered this before, but it's worth mentioning again, a lot of the networks are not comfortable today with their advisors um, working in this space. And so generally speaking, the majority of the advisors are required to hand off to a specialist in the area. The, um, the impact of this particular programme may ultimately, if the advisors sit and take the exam and have got the accreditation, may make their network management more comfortable that they are then in turn able to sell this product, work within the sector of the industry, um, which obviously gives them, and we can't ignore the fact that there is a pecuniary angle to this. Mm. If they can write more business in this area, then they can earn more income. And that's not a bad thing because everybody is living in a world where income is crucial. Mm. All we have, to, have, we have to ensure is that the advice is being given in the right way by people who are suitably qualified um, and have the experience to do it. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly, Vic. Exactly, exactly. And that, that's a fantastic point that Vic makes there because you know, what people need to understand is that we do have you know, a lot of regulated bridging that goes on that can only be dealt with by fully regulated yeah. um, advisors. And, yeah. and this really is part of this program is to make sure that everybody understands that they're, doing, they're working within their reg regulatory boundaries. And, and that's something that I just wanted to reiterate that Vic's raised brilliantly. And, and this is why this is also so important. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm I'm just going to throw something in quite deliberately, you know, pleading ignorance, but I'm not really as ignorant as this question sounds. So, does this training program, what does it actually feel like? Am I going to be reading a 400-page manual, a bit like CMAP one from 20 years ago, or, or what's the actual what's the actual learning experience going to be like, gents? Well, I mean, I, I use it, and I think I'll probably be pulled up on it by saying it was the the first ever. Um, interactive um, learning experience from the LIBF. I'm sure there was others, but that's the way that I promote it. It is all online. <laughs> I, it I it to, is I, all online. I was only going to say, not quite fair to say it's the first. Um, <laughs> LIBF is certainly some of our other uh, qualifications and training programs are absolutely uh, into it. But, but it is, you know, it's still, you know, it, it's one of the early ones. Um, so uh, you're not wrong in saying it's an interactive online learning experience. Um, no, talk, yeah, talk, yeah. talk more. Anything else you'd like to say about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, was, I mean, one of the things that I like about it is it, it's not you don't just sit there and read through the text. It's broken up in lots of ways with lots of different examples, questions you as you go along, you know, test your knowledge. But one of the real things I like about it is it, it takes you off. It takes you away from the learning material into other areas to learn something and then to come back again. And, and I like that because it actually enhances what all the work that's been we put into it, all the written words, it allows you to go somewhere else and enhance that knowledge and gives you a more rounded approach to it. So, yeah, it, it's, it's pleasant to read. It, it really is. It's, it's 35 to 40 hours of, of good practical um, material. And dare I say, there's no fluff in it at all. <laughs> yeah, and I can I can support that by um, uh, perhaps blowing a bit of fluff up Gordon's nose, if I may, by saying that the whole thing has been brilliantly put together. Um, the work has been done, the groundwork has been done by um, ASTL, FIBA, and our various members who've contributed. But actually bringing the program together into the format that it is 
um, has been a work of art by the LIBF, and we need to be uh, in a position where we can say congratulations for that. But to get back to the nub of your question, Gordon, yeah, um, this isn't rocket science. If people are going to enter into this sector or to grow their knowledge and experience in this sector, it's going to take a bit of work. Um, yeah. And and doing that work, it's like starting driving. You have to go through driving lessons. Some of those are a bit tedious and boring. They can be a bit hairy. Um, but the reality is you can't have a, a, a license to drive your car unless you've learned how to drive the car. And all I'm trying to relate this to is that there will be a number of hours of work, which, if I'm right, are also CPD accreditable. Um, but in order to get to the point where you can actually sit in front of a customer, knowing your subject um, thoroughly from top to bottom, you need to take the work. Uh, and yeah. I think it will be worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think point to make is, I mean, you've, you've both talked about accreditation. So anybody completing this training program and passing the assessment stroke exam at the end of it, um, will receive a digital badge, will have a digital accreditation, will be able to display the initials CPSP after their, uh, uh, on their signature um, and in their social media, et cetera. So uh, we hope that that will become more and more recognizable across the industry as time, uh, as time goes on and as more people complete the program. Um, I, I think for all of us, we're now at an interesting stage where the response we've had from the industry, both the, the lender community, the broker community, and the broader sector has been really, really positive. You know, everybody's made some really, really positive noises during the development, and now that the program's out there, I started off this recording by saying we're, we're getting close to 200 registrations, which is fantastic, but it's still a relatively small percentage of the sector. So now it's um, it's time for people to actually put their what's the expression um, put their uh, put their actions put their words into actions uh, and yeah. actually start thinking about you know you think this training program is really good you know well words actions why don't you register for it why don't you actually you know if somebody in your firm wants to be the the, the guinea pig you know, just to show and just to demonstrate how uh, the program can support you, then then do so. Contact us. You know, um, it is a fantastic online digital program with lots and lots of interaction in there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know whether there's anything you guys want to add to that. Yeah, I, I think we're, we are you now we've launched and now and now we go through the process of making sure that people are fully aware that this is out there. And, we, and it's as it's aimed at the lender community and the broker community, there are so many different people that, that are getting behind this. And it's just a matter of making sure that people say exactly as you said, Gordon, right, we've done all of this work. You know, that now the action is let's get signed up, let's get involved. And, and I think as more and more people take it, you've got to remember, really, we, you know, we've only just signed off the, all the questions. So the assessment isn't quite you know, ready for people to take. It'll be ready in the next couple of weeks. So... Once we see people that have actually taken the assessment, they've, they've demonstrated that they can do it, they've got the digital badge, you've got a snowball here. You've got the momentum growing mm. then with it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think we all hope that, and we hope that because, you know, at the end of the day, we go back to, you know, 
who would we like to have the most impact on with this learning program? And the answer is the consumer. You know, the consumer yeah. has to be at the forefront of all of this. Um, yes, we've designed it for people working in the industry or people who want to work in the industry, but ultimately we've designed it for those people so that they can give the best possible service, the best possible advice um, for the consumer. So, yeah, gentlemen, 100 agree. gentlemen, okay. can I can I add one final yeah, point? Yeah, absolutely. If, if I may, please. Um, we. Uh, between FIBA and the ASTL, uh, we have been supported by our lenders and a number of the lenders uh, contributed financially towards the cost of putting this event together. Um, if I may, if there are yep. lenders listening to this podcast, and I hope there are, uh, who would like to support the, the programme, um, then both Adam and I, and I'm sure Gordon would love to hear from you. Um, that's a plea. Uh, uh, but not something which is going to stop us moving forward um, and delivering and updating and upgrading the programme as we go through the months ahead. So thank yeah. you to those who have supported. Yeah, massive, yeah, massive I'll, thank I'll, you. And I echo that as well. So well done. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, and I, and I know again, don't want to don't, don't want to be blowing smoke up anybody's uh, whatever the expression is, but you know point of view to get so much support from the industry particularly you know as as Vic alluded to earlier LIBF our expertise is very much in in developing and bringing these programs together um, but we could not have done so without the input from members of both FIBA and ASTL and as as you said uh, at one point Adam this is very much this has been written by the industry, by people who work in the industry, people of all sorts of levels of experience. But it's been written by the industry for the industry. And that is something that does sometimes make uh, a program quite uh, a difference, if you like, because you can't say that about every program. We'd say it generally about LIBF programs, but you can't necessarily say about every learning program you come across. Um, so no, that's fabulous. Fabulous. Gentlemen, it's been really good to uh, talk again today. Um, I can't believe how the time's gone. We've been on here nearly half an hour, uh, and I think that's quite long enough. Uh, that's quite long enough for our uh, listeners. Listeners, uh, I do want to thank you if you've got this far through the recording. Well done. Congratulations. If you do have any questions, if you've got any feedback, then please don't hesitate to get in touch with me here at the LIBF. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you about the podcast, but I'd also love to hear your feedback about the learning program. If you want more information about it, again, contact me. I can send you links. Um, it is on our mortgage study pages of the LIBF website as well. So just a reminder, it's full title, sexy name, Certified Practitioner in Specialist Property Finance, or for its short name, CPSP. We'd love to hear from you. Um, in the meantime, you will all hear from me again in approximately three weeks time when I'll be recording the next episode of our mortgage podcast. Um, and in the meantime, it only remains for me to say, Vic, Adam, thank you so much for your time this morning. And uh, listeners, I hope you have a, a really enjoyable few weeks and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.